one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. It's Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. New music from Corey Kent and an interview with Aaron Kirby. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of January 2nd, 2024. This week's episode of the All Country News Podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments, the candle line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. And now for the hottest news in country this week. Happy New Year and thank you for listening in. I am so excited to dive into the first show of 2024. We have to kick things off with the ACN 10, which is the All Country News Artist to Watch in 2024 list. We have so many incredible artists, including newcomers like Wyatt Flores and Stephen Wilson Jr. Make sure you head over to allcountrynews.com now to check out the full list. And while you're checking that out, make sure you also check out All Country News' 10 Best Country Albums of 2023, which just so happens to kick off the list with an artist I just named, Stephen Wilson Jr. and his album, Son of Dad, which is absolutely insane. The list also features more incredible artists like Ashley McBride and Chris Stapleton, of course. So again, make sure you head to our site and check it out for the full list. Congratulations are in order for Kane Brown and his wife, Caitlin, who celebrated Christmas for the last time as a party of four. They are expecting their third child and the photo of this is so cute make sure you head to kane brown's socials now to check it out this next piece of news is your heart warmer for the week this is honestly one of my favorite things that has happened in all of 2023 laney wilson recently paid a christmas visit to a young fan after a viral video on tiktok that now has over 8 million views it is of the sweetest little girl her name is sophie she is a huge Lainey fan and she got to meet her after Lainey saw this video and she brought her gifts. It is honestly the sweetest thing. I don't want to ruin it anymore. You just need to go watch it. All of the footage is up on allcountrynews.com now. Zach Bryan confirmed he's working on a new album and even teased some new songs over on Twitter. If you're as big of a Zach Bryan fan as I am, make sure you head over there now to check it all out. I'm so excited. I mean, his song with Casey Musgraves is literally taking over the music world right now. I mean, it even was on President Obama's best songs of 2023 list. So I would say things are going pretty major for him. So again, make sure you head to his Twitter now to check it out. Another super exciting, almost sort of announcement is from Megan Maroney, who said she's almost done writing her sophomore album, which is so hard for me to believe because I feel like her debut album, Lucky, just came out like two seconds ago, but I am not complaining. I love her. I think she is incredible. I think she's going to be like the next 
Carrie Underwood or like Miranda Lambert. I mean, she is totally her own. So not to compare those ladies, but she's just got that star power that they have. And I cannot wait. You know, as soon as we have more details, you'll hear it all here first. Let's get to some new music this week. Corey Kent released his nine-song acoustic project titled 23, and it is absolutely top-to-bottom perfection. I really don't even want to pick a favorite one. I know I do this to you guys all the time, but this one is too good not to listen all the way through. Make sure you check it out. It's a must-listen for the week. ACN 10 artist Wyatt Flores released his viral cover of the phrase, How to Save a Life. And honestly, I was transported back to the early 2000s. That song was everywhere and anywhere. And let me tell you, he is bringing it back. He does it such justice. And again, I mean, he's on our to watch list for a reason. Go listen to this and you'll know why. Trey Lewis kicked off the new year with his latest EP. It's titled Pretty Hungover. There's only four tracks, but they're all really great. If you know me at all, you know I'm a sucker for a title track, so I gotta tell you to listen to that one, but also really love Always You. He has a really interesting vocal. It kind of reminds me of Morgan Wallen's voice a little bit, but definitely also unique in a way. So make sure you check it out. It's only four tracks, so you gotta listen top to bottom. You can listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. Next, we need to talk about our video of the week. Video of the week. This week's video video is Leonard Skinner with L. King and Lainey Wilson performing Sweet Home Alabama at New Year's Eve Live, Nashville's Big Bash. First of all, this night was one to remember. I love L. King. I think she is so incredible. Obviously, Leonard Skinner, Lainey Wilson, absolute legends as well. And this song is just perfect to me. Always makes me think of the movie Sweet Home Alabama. So if that is a blast from the past, I highly recommend revisiting again. But this performance is a must watch for the week. If you missed Nashville live for the New Year's Eve content, it was so good this year. I mean, it's great every year, but this year felt so perfect. They had such a great compilation of artists and Elle just absolutely knocked hosting out of the park. Again, this is a must watch. Make sure you head over to allcountrynews.com or anywhere you follow us on social media to check that out now. Now I'm so excited to throw it over to Bobby Dixon and Aaron Kirby. I'm super excited. Um, I feel like, you know, this new year is going to be, you know, just so wonderful for country music and for everybody, but to kind of go back to the end of last year, who was at the top of your Spotify wrapped just so we can kind of like figure out who you are as a person <laughs> of, of last year or the, yes. the rap yes, 2023, I who was your top? Um, Morgan Wallen was my top. And also, I'm an Apple Music person. Okay, that's fine. That's Who was it? Apple Music. <laughs> I don't know if that's bad of me, but I love <laughs> Apple Music. So, Morgan Wallen was my top. Who was my second? I think it was like Luke Combs or Jason Aldean, pretty much. And, you know, love the guys. And then my third was Maverick City Worship. Oh my gosh. So, it was like, you know, redneck, redneck Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Kept going like redneck. I think it was Dylan Marlowe. And then, another like guy country. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I was actually just having a conversation with some friends yesterday about vintage Jason Aldean and how like that has made such a resurgence. Like for me, aging myself a little bit, like that's when I was in college. But like, thanks to TikTok, it's coming back. And I'm like, oh, wait, like I actually love the second album, I think more than yes. this new one. Are you similar? Are you like old, old Aldean? Yes. Okay. I'm right there with you. Because when it first came out, I will not lie, it was not my favorite thing. I didn't connect with it. And, you know, now that it's like coming back, I was, I'm like, wait a second, what was wrong with me? Because yeah, you were on to something, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I will, when I drive back home to Georgia from Nashville, I will literally just listen to Jason like the whole time. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's good listening music. But I feel like I love learning about new artists kind of through this question because I know my first music memories are very, very vivid um, and have kind of led me in the direction I had for my career. So what about you? What were some of your early music memories? Yeah, so I did not grow up on country music. That's I fair. grew Neither up listening. <laughs> my mom's from Chicago, so it was like Motown, soul music, a little bit of pop. But one of my earliest memories, and my mom will say this, is I would pick up on lyrics in the car really quickly, and she was like, oh, I got to stop listening to 50 Cent because little Aaron is going around reciting that in the grocery store, and this is not working. Um, so we got to figure something out going there. And then the other half was like, if I was with my dad, he would like drop us off at school, whatever, pull up to the Christian school, blasting Kiss. Um, so it was like, that was the mesh. It was it was a soulful rock for Miss Aaron. Yeah. And that's like what I remember. Yeah. And then I found country on my own as I got older, loved it. But yeah, that's like my earliest music memory. I love that. No, that's me. I mean, I very vividly remember my mom doing like Guns N' Roses, Fleetwood Mac and Prince. And my mom, still to this day, so when I graduated college, she handed me this cute notebook that has the Lion King on the front that she had been writing in since I was, the day I was born till I graduated college. And I'm like flipping through it. And she has the date. She's like, your dad brought you home from Best Buy and you have this country CD. Like, let's see where it goes. And then like a couple pages later, she's like, you're really into country. This is really <laughs> weird. I don't know where you got that. But I love that I have kind of like this finite moment yes. that clearly like created this lane for me. Do you have a country song? I know you said you found it a little bit later in life, but like, was there a song like that for you that you're like, oh shit, like, this is like hitting me somewhere I didn't know could happen. Yes. And you're never going to believe what song it is. It kind I'm of feels so silly. It's Boots by Hardy. No way. Okay. So I love crazy. Hardy. So I'm a fan. Good old Michael. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, so random. So I was a worship leader at a middle school church camp. Okay. And the, one of the worship leaders with me, we we rode together. It was like a two hour drive and he is like super country. Wow. So he, I'm driving. So of course he's on ox and he's like, we are listening to this song like over and over again. And yeah. I was like, wait, okay and then like as the week went by i started rem remembering the song and like wanting to listen to it and as soon as i came home i was like i cannot get this out of my head i'm obsessed i need more and that's when i just dove head first into like the morgan the hardy the luke yeah. combs and then i started getting into like older country of like keith whitley hank williams jr and now i love that and you know it's so funny i never mentioned girl names it's <laughs> so okay 
me. That's okay. One of my best friends, she's so funny, and she goes to a lot of my concerts with me, and she's the same. She's like, it's not that I don't love them. She's like, I just, she has a thing for Kojo. Shout out to Brittany. So uh, love 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 you. Did you see the video that CMT just put up of him for all of, like, talking about Christmas Yes. And that whole thing with his wife. Uh-huh. So, like beyond that sweet story, I'm like, okay, every man needs to dress like Cody Johnson at Christmas. I think they'd have a lot more luck. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Yep. Totally agree. For any of the men listening out here, go find that video and get yourself <laughs> a white suit and a white cowboy hat and just watch the women just like fall into your lap. Yeah. <laughs> He needs like a clothing brand. You know what? He was, he did an interview on the red carpet with somebody that he like wants to have a Wrangler collab, kind of like what Lainey just did. I feel like that would break the internet. Yes, definitely. (laughs) I would buy everything, even if it was like for a man. And then I would like do the turning man clothes into girl outfits with Kojo's. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I also know you mentioned you're from Georgia. I love that there is like this Georgia presence in Nashville right now, you know, between Megan Maroney's, I mean, obviously Jason, um, your Dylan Marla's like, there's so much just Georgia bulldogs for you guys. I'm a little salty. I'm a big TCU fan. So I'm still very salty from last year. I will eventually get over it. Um, but talk to me about growing up in Georgia. I know you said, you know, I mean, growing up in church was a really big part of your upbringing, but why do you think being from Georgia makes you like so grounded? I, so I grew up on a a good bit of land and like the fun for me, I call myself a tomboy with a glam face because I was just going to ask you about that. So I love this. Yeah. So I would, I wanted to do pageants when I turned seven and my mom was like, we can do that, but like, you got to clean your fingernails. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, totally down for that. You know, the weekdays it was, let's go to school, come home and let's be outside. And then we'll do the pageant on Saturday, get that thing over with, be happy, girly, and then get back into the flannel boots and jeans. So like, that was my life. I was always outside. My brother and I were like play fighting with sticks and rocks or whatever, whatever we could make. The funniest thing, I always bring this up during fall, but my brother and I decided we were gonna make and sell squirrel food. And we would go out every day after school. I mean, until the sun went down and collect acorns and put them in a bag. And we had so many acorns, did nothing with them. So really we were just depriving the squirrel from food rather than trying to give them squirrel food. But like, that was what I did. And and that's kind of what I feel like kept me grounded. It was, it was like, you know, you go outside, you really appreciate the world that God has made and given us. Whereas I didn't have like a ton of technology. I didn't get a phone until I was like 13. So, which still is young, but a lot older than like nowadays. Yeah. No, I love that. So, you know, you have a beautiful voice. When did you figure out that you even had that? Gosh, I have, I have just always loved music. It was always like what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be was a singer. And when I would learn lyrics in the car, my mom would also notice that I was very on pitch at a very young age. And she thought it was weird, but because I'm the oldest, my brother wasn't quite like talking, singing, whatever. And so she was like, maybe it's normal. I don't know. And then my brother came along and it was not normal. We found out. And when I did pageants, I decided, what the heck? Let's just do talent while we're at it. And from the moment I sang on stage, I was obsessed. Like, all I wanted to do was sing. So I continued with the pageants just so I had somewhere to sing at such a young age. But music has just always been my thing. I've loved it. 
forever. I love it. What about songwriting? I feel like, especially with a lot of the, you know what I mean? Ladies that I chat with, there's very much a catalyst moment that you're like, I need to write a song right now. I'm fill in the blank. You know, what's your kind of fill in the blank then? What was your reason for songwriting? Yeah. So a lot of people, since I started music so young, a lot of people would always say, Aaron, just write, write in a book, whatever, like write songs. And I'm such a perfectionist. And I would say, I'll try, but it's never going to be good enough. And that's what held me back. And then when I was 13, my best friend passed away from a dirt bike accident. And I had all these feelings cooped up inside, you know, as a middle school girl, I'm already going through a lot with the emotions, hormones and whatever. And then for this to happen, it was just a major change. And I decided, you know, people say just to write your feelings. So let's see what happens and I ended up writing like my first song when I was 13 from start to finish that day and then I fell in love with it I was like wait I kind of feel better this kind of feels good I like writing songs and then I just kept doing it I love it no that's I love that I mean sorry for your loss but what like a really another really way to keep you grounded you know what I mean I know you talk about your faith is so important to you and I'm obsessed with that so kind of talk to me how you want to integrate that into your brand you mean as as Aaron, you know what I mean? Why is that so important to you? Yeah, definitely. I just feel like God gave me a gift. Everyone, everyone has a gift from the Lord and whether that's, you know, talking or writing music, art, whatever that is, putting a smile on someone's face. I feel like my gift was singing and I do not want to take that for granted. I want to be able to say, thank you, God, for the gift you've given me and use me to bring people to you. And a lot of people will say, okay, then why aren't you doing worship music? And my immediate answer I know is because God told me to be in a secular genre. And, And that means I don't have to go around and sing like oh, Jesus loves you. I love Jesus, even though I love doing that. But putting a smile on someone's face, writing songs that can heal someone's heart, God is doing that through me. And that's spreading his light, just doing that. Oh, I love that. I love that. So you're in Nashville now. Talk to me about that journey. Like, what was that moment? Again, I hate to use the word catalyst again, but it's like one of my favorite words ever. (laughs) What was that moment where you knew that you needed to be in Nashville? Well, it was definitely a culture shock moving up here, going from like middle of nowhere to living downtown. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. But I I found country music and that was right after the pandemic. And around that same time, I was introduced to my manager who was here in Nashville. And to me, it was God saying, all right, you found the genre that I that I meant for you. This is it. Here's your team move up there and do this. I'm holding your hand every step of the way. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go. And I was still in high school. I was homeschooling. So my mom would come with me and we would be up here three, four days out of the week and then go home on the weekends. And we did that for about a year until I made like the full move on my own this year. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. Speaking of this year, I think this is my, one of, one of my favorite moments for you this year you got to be at the Opry. Can you kind of walk me through those feelings? I mean, for so many people, that is a pinnacle moment and obviously probably gave you a lot of encouragement to keep going. So I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like walk me through finding out that you got to play and then being able to step up on that stage. Oh, yeah. So I got to go play the Opry. We I debuted my song with Cameron Marlowe, I Can Lie the Truth Is. And he 
had or his team called my manager and she called me literally two days before the performance and I was in a right I was freaking out and I was my first thought what am I gonna wear and how am I gonna get my mom here like yeah, these yeah. things have to happen and we don't priorities have yes yes <laughs> So I immediately after finishing my write, like my mom was on the way. I, I texted her and I went shopping. We we found an outfit. And so I was freaking out. The next day it was like, okay, we got this. I'm so excited. This is amazing. Praise the Lord. And as I went to the Opry, I was getting more nervous as time would go on. My heart, like you could feel it beating out of my chest. It was like I drank seven monster energy drinks. Scary, scary feeling. And I just, I was standing there and I was just praying and I was like, God, be with me. Like, I know this is where you want me to be. And if that's so, like true, like, let me know. Still, I'm freaking out. Like, God yeah. is not calming the nerves. Yeah. And I step foot on that stage when they call my name and all the nerves go away. I am just so grateful and excited to be there. And as, as soon as I stepped in that circle with Cameron, I was like, oh, this is it. This is what I am meant to do. This is home. And my confidence was there. I was just so excited and super grateful. And it was, it was an incredible journey. Oh my gosh. I love that. So for people that might not know kind of how this came to be, you mean a lot of people that I've chatted with, especially new artists and you know more veteran artists alike, kind of have this love-hate relationship with the amount that you need to be on social media these days, specifically on TikTok. Yep. But I think you are one of the rarities that like making that decision and making time to make sure that you are on those platforms and connecting with fans ultimately put you in that position. So for people that don't know this, awesome story of how you and Cam, Cameron Marlowe, ended up collabing. Kind of walk me through the decision. I mean, that song's amazing. And Cameron is yeah. by far one of the best vocalists we have right now. But the decision for you to cover that, did you ever think that you would then end up on the Opry stage with him singing with him? No, not at all. So I had covered a lot of Cameron's songs previously because I'm a huge fan of him. Like you Same. said, he is the best voice out there right now. Yeah. And so I, I decided I saw this video on TikTok. He had posted it was just a voice memo of the song and he was asking for a female to duet it. And I decided, what the heck? Like he's yeah. seen some of my cover. He I'll asked me. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be funny. Like he'll comment. It'll be really woohoo. Yay. And that's all that's going to happen. Yeah. And that was not all that happened. It blew up like none of my other videos people were tagging cameron in my videos for months and months and there wasn't really anything i could do about it and so eventually cameron surprised me in the studio and he was like hey you want to be on the song with me like I, i've been seeing the videos i i hear the people like it, but you don't have to do it if you don't want to and i was like why would you even say that last part like that really shows how kind you are but yeah buddy, I'm, I'm doing it today. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's get this done. And so we cut the song that day and put it out a few weeks later. Oh my gosh. I remember seeing that video and just being so excited for you. And like you said, it really speaks to Cameron's character, but it also speaks to your talent. And so I'm just super excited for you. But my favorite song that you have out right now, that's just you is Redneck Rich. I love the lyrics. They're so witty. They very much remind me of like the country music that I grew up on. So what's the message behind the track? And why do you think your fans are connecting with it so well? 
Yeah, so Redneck Rich, I wrote that with Skip Black and Chris August, and it was just a really fun write. I came in with this idea that I had, and you know, it's it. a lot of people say in Nashville, like certain rights will get moved around, and, and it's really meant for a reason. So Chris and I had a write with a girl, and the intention was totally to write like an emotional, heartfelt ballad. And she couldn't make it, so we switched it out with Skip, and I was like, all right, I got this fun idea, like, this is gonna be it and that has been one of my favorite songs i've ever written so redneck rich is all about the mix between the materialistic things of being a redneck who's rich and then the things that god has given us rednecks and the things we are rich in that so that's like the dirt roads the friends the stars all the all the people and then there's like the truck that's so big that you can live in it like a mansion and that's the best of both worlds put into two and delivered on a silver platter from Aaron. I love it. And, but I think my favorite part about it is, you know, even just now through talking with you, it really is you. I mean, oh, yeah. it really is this song encompasses what you're about, what your community back home in Georgia is about. So for me, it's like the ideal song for you. So I'm super obsessed that you were able to like weave yourself into it a lot more. So 2024, God, I feel so old. I remember being little and they would talk about like 2020 and I would be like, that's so far away. And now here we are. So what are like a couple of things that you are really hoping to accomplish this year? So I'm hoping to release a bunch more songs. You know, we got a later start this year with releasing, but everything works out for a reason. So I'm hoping that we'll get to release a lot more. I would love to release an EP just because I've been recording and writing so many songs. There's so many I love. I'd love to put out a whole project and just be able to do that. I'd love to play more shows. Um, These are all things I'm hoping will come. So, you know, stay tuned. But I would definitely say music and shows, like that's my biggest thing. That's my, those are my favorite parts about doing music, so. This week's episode of the All Country News Podcast is brought to you by Good Sentiments, the candle line partnering with your favorite artists to create custom scents that benefit the charity of their choice. Get yours at shopgoodsentiments.com now. Good Sentiments. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. My name is Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News Podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.